Hey, welcome to the Pay It Forward podcast. Each week, we share stories of people helping or being helped by others. For this week's episode, we invited two of our best friends on, Abby and Aaron Johnson. We have known Abby since high school. She is an amazing artist and businesswoman. Aaron is an incredible photographer and has an inspiring outlook on how to treat others. Hey, guys. Hey. Oh, hey. <laughs> Let's do that again. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I'm really, I'm, We're I'm keeping that. Good. We're keeping that. We're keeping that. Good. He's normally behind the camera. I'm only on the other side. Or of... behind the mic. Not in, not, not in front of the microphone. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Welcome to the Pay It Forward podcast. Episode 10. Oh my gosh. Yeah, double digits. We've hit double digits. We're grown-ups now. (laughs) We're grown-up podcasters now. Yeah. All right, so we have Abby and Aaron here, and they have some amazing stories to share with us. So let's start with yours, Abby. Yeah, so I have one actually from pretty recently, and I think um, it's really good in these times during this pandemic when things are weird, um, this happened and was a way that I could help someone but basically I got a postcard in the mail and it was addressed to the wrong house but it was in my mailbox so like I won't say my address but if my address (laughs) was 789 Blah Street this was 789 not Blah Street so it was the same house number and in the same zip code but it was the wrong house so I got this postcard and I read it because, I mean, it was there. (laughs) It's a postcard. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And it was just the sweetest postcard. It was someone writing to their mom and it was like, dear mom, I love you so much. Thank you for everything you've done. And like, I don't remember exactly what it said, but it was so heartfelt. My thought was like, oh no, like this person isn't going to get this postcard. And like, probably this is an older person And probably they're having to stay home and don't have much contact with people. Like I know right now my grandma is having a hard time not getting to see people and being isolated. And the postcard also didn't have a return address. So if I gave it back to the post office, they most likely would have thrown it away because they don't, I don't think they would have gone out of their way to go deliver it to the right house, even though it was their error. So I put it in my car and I looked up the address and found out where it was and it was only like a few blocks away from my house. So I just went and delivered it myself. Now, I don't have a cool story about like hand delivering it to the person because I was, I'll admit, too shy and like scared to just like walk up to someone's house, especially during these times. It's corona time. Yeah, I didn't want to freak someone out, although I'm like... I was dressed in my work clothes and like looked like a a nice person. It wasn't like I was wearing my usual Metallica shirt or something. (laughs) Even though I didn't get to see the reaction from the person or no one even knew that I did that, like to them receiving it, it just, I put it in her mailbox. So she's just going to think she got it in her mail. So no one knows that I did that, but I still just felt a lot better knowing that this person was going to get this very special, heartfelt postcard that was meant for them. That is so sweet. Also, yeah. disclaimer, technically putting things in people's mailbox is illegal. Yes. It is a, <laughs> it's a carryover <laughs> from anthrax times. Um, but, you know. Yeah, so I did feel really oh, wow. weird when I went to go do it because 
it happened to be mail time and there was a mail person on the road when I went to go do it and I didn't want to get in trouble so I like drove past the house and then like turned around and came back when the mail person was gone so that was the other thing was it felt weird and it felt like I was doing something wrong but I knew that in the end it was the correct thing to do. I have a similar story, but I I actually did get in trouble for it. Oh no! So I was by the library downtown, and I saw that there was a car that was parked there that was out of time on its meter. And I saw the like the meter maid was a couple cars away, so I was like, oh, I'm gonna go and I had a nickel on me. I was like, I'm gonna go put in a nickel. Maybe this guy can get out here in six minutes and you know not get a ticket or whatever. So I went up and I put in a nickel and I kept walking. And I guess the meter maid had seen me do it and like followed on in that little car thing and came up to me and was like, was that your car? Because I was a teenager. I very, it was very clearly not my car. And I was like, no. And they were like, you cannot do that. If I had already written that person's name out for like a ticket, then they came out and saw that they had money, then they could like fight that ticket. And that's not okay. You're only allowed to put the money in for... (laughs) Cars. Wow. I was like, oh my goodness. So yeah, I did get in trouble for that, but I, st- <laughs> I still think it was the right thing to do. Hashtag worth it. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah, for sure. And uh, I, I think that person then couldn't get a ticket because they had, you know, five minutes left or whatever. Unless she waited. She could have been petty. I don't know. Yeah. I feel like ultimately that's probably why she was mad. Yeah, she, she probably has a ticket. quota and she you messed her up quota. her quota. That's probably. true. So I did a good deed for the person in the car, but maybe not a good deed for the meter maid. But I don't feel too bad about it. Yeah. I would have cashed out like five bucks and filled everybody's meter just to mess with it. <laughs> 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 like smiled as I did it. <laughs> <laughs> well, Abby, that's really awesome. That's really sweet. Yeah, Thanks. very yeah. sweet. Yeah, I love that. Do you want to tell your, you have a pandemic story? Helping each other through these times. That's right. Mine was, I don't know, mine has still been illegal. I don't really know. Um, It's okay. I actually have a few. (laughs) Well, the only one that would get mad, I guess, would be Walmart because I handled their merchandise. Um, I think you'll be okay. I think they're fine. Uh, They might be listening, guys. They might be listening. (laughs) They probably are. So I was in a Walmart. It was like right in the beginning of the lockdown. So you couldn't find any bathroom needs, any cleaning supplies, anything like that. We needed a few things, but one of the things we needed was baby wipes. So I'm in a Walmart running around looking for baby wipes, and it happened to be, like, the most non-standard Walmart I had ever been in. Like, you know how, like, a Walmart is a Walmart, and you can pretty much guess where everything is because most of them are pretty much the same, but this one is just weird, and it was just different. So I'm like walking around, I find like the baby section and I'm like, okay, great. This is a good start. So I happen upon like a young mother with, I don't know, like a one to two year old, like, you know, early toddler age kid, super cute kid. That's what actually like grabbed my attention first. I'm like, oh, that kid's really cute. And he was like looking at me and smiling and waving. So I was like, oh, cool. I'll go ask her because she might know. Obviously, she's probably looking for the same thing. So I was like, hey, do you have, you know, have you seen any? And so she was explaining, she was like, no, this is like the fifth store that I've been to and I haven't been able to find any. And she's like, normally I like kind of stock up a little bit or I'll like go to the store before I'm out, but now I'm completely out and like, you know, he's going to go anytime. And I'm like, oh dude, that's not good. So we're looking around in the aisles and I just see this huge hand cart full of boxes. A few of the boxes said Pampers. And I was like, oh wait, 
maybe one of these is baby wipes. Like it could have been diapers. It could have been a million things because Pampers is a multi-billion dollar conglomerate. But so I was like, okay, great. Like, let's just search the cart. The problem is that the Pampers box is at like the bottom of the cart and the cart was had like a five foot high stack of boxes. So I just start unloading the hand cart, you know, cause she was like a five foot tall little lady and had a baby. And I was like, you know, whatever, I'll unload it. So I unload the whole cart and finally get to this box of Pampers. Don't have a knife. I don't have keys because I have like a touchless car entry system. So I literally just like manhandle the box open, like shredded the thing. Some Walmart employee was going to be super pissed. (laughs) The Hulk came through here. I just ripped it up. And sure enough, it was an entire box of baby wipes. And I was like, dude, jackpot. So like I hooked her up. I got some myself and it was great. Um, Yeah, so that was my, my pandemic story. So sweet. I love that you guys both have pandemic stories because I feel like this time now more than ever is so important for Mm -hmm. people to be doing things like that. Yeah. And they're both for moms. That's the the main, you got to help the moms. Yeah. So then that, that was, that was my story. But for me, and this is kind of like what made me think when you asked me to do this podcast of like, I'm not known by my friends as the most helpful person this makes me seem like a terrible person that's not the case for but that's the thing for friends anytime i can possibly help a friend i'm there i'll do it like it's not even a question like friends and family 100 like to me that's kind of part of the the contract that you unofficially sign when entering in on a friendship or being part of a family like i had experiences growing up where like i was just trying to be nice and be friendly and be a kid And like, it really like bit me in the butt. So Mm -hmm. early on, I actually did establish this kind of policy for myself of like, I don't help strangers because I would try to help strangers and literally one time got beaten up for doing it. Like I, someone said they needed help and like I followed them to help them. And then like their friends, like literally like attacked me and like took my money and stuff. And yeah, it was bad. So it was actually that event. So I was like, okay, cool. Like I don't help strangers, but I do have, I guess, what you would call, like, a loose definition of a stranger. So, like, with this lady, like, this young mom with the super cute little kid, and she's, like, desperate, and I could already tell, like, okay, cool. So, good person, not going to rob me, don't need to worry about it. So, I just kind of talked to her a little bit and got to know her. And so, within two minutes, in my opinion, we had ceased to be strangers. And for my loose definition of a friend, it's like, great, we're now friends. You know, we had a similar agreement on an issue that we were both super upset about that we were desperately trying to solve (laughs) that makes you pretty, you know, people have allied themselves for less. So that's kind of like how I operate with it. And there are other stories, I guess I could tell if I needed to of like times when there was one time, like I gave a homeless guy 20 bucks because he asked for cash and all I had was a 20, but he asked for cash after having like a five to 10 minute, very deep conversation that we actually completely agreed on. So when he finally did ask for money, I was like, yeah, sure, man, I'll give you money. Cause at that point, he was my buddy. He was my friend. If I saw him on the street again, I'd wave. Like, that's my thing. Yeah. Wow, dude. I love it. Well, Aaron, a little bit before you stepped out of the room and Abby was complimenting about how you get into a lot of conversations with strangers and you are just willing to talk to strangers. And that is rare you know like not a ton of people do that and I think that that's a really important thing to do because even just having a conversation with someone you don't know like 
you don't know how that conversation then affects the rest of their day, their life. Like it could bring them up so much, even just by having a, a conversation that they're interested in or, or with a friendly person who's nice. Like it could make, maybe they're having a bad day, but then you come and you're willing to talk to them and listen to them and hear them. Like it could totally just change their day, even just by that. So I think that like that's a very cool concept and willingness that you have like to talk to someone to find out what you like about them which is something I think not a lot of people well I, I don't know maybe a lot of people do that but I don't know when it's I think it enough. could be more common yeah. it's I think it could sad be more. for me that's actually a big reason why I'm in photography like I prefer nature photography but even when I'm doing nature photography if I meet another photographer on a trail or something I talk like the last bird preserve or bird sanctuary I went to, man, I have a story about that, actually. I saw, like, the rarest type of thing or the most crazy thing that could happen to you as a bird photographer. Like, I saw an African pink pelican on the east coast of Florida. It was very potentially, very possibly the only one of its kind on this continent. And I saw it because earlier in the day, I met a couple of bird watchers and they were looking for it and I just talked to them and like asked them questions about like tell me about this bird how did it get here what do you guys do oh that's cool so this is your hobby like I just talked to him for 20 minutes because there weren't any birds around anyway so I was like cool let's talk so sure enough later on in the day they had found it and they had this crazy telescope and my camera lens wasn't long enough to get a shot of the bird but I got this close-up look at this beautiful insane looking pelican that by the way, these things are like twice the size almost of a normal American white pelican. Like they're huge birds. Wow. And they have like just these weird crazy features and they're like flamingo pink and I wouldn't have gotten to experience that if I didn't talk to the person. But that's part of why I got into photography is like I like learning about other people, other cultures, other things. That's why I love traveling. Like when we travel, Abby and I, like I don't like just doing touristy things. I like just kind of running around the city, talking to people, finding out new stuff. You get those experiences that you don't get if you're just like shut into your own world, not talking to people. Totally. Like you yeah. can learn a lot of cool things. I saw Jim Morrison's grave in Versailles, France. Uh -huh. We were in, you know, visiting Paris. We went to Versailles, you know, we saw the palace and we couldn't find our way back to the, the train station. So we saw this homeless guy and he actually turned out to be English. And we're like, can you point us in the direction of the train station? He actually gave us wrong directions. But he was like, hey, if you take this way, you'll actually see Jim Morrison's grave, which was like super cool. <laughs> like I had actually just listened to an entire Doors album on the way to Paris. Wow. I was like 16. Oh, wow. I was like, dude, we totally need to take that route. So yes, we got wrong directions. But if we hadn't been willing to talk to the guy and ask for help, yeah. We wouldn't have gotten to see, I didn't even know Jim Morrison was buried in France, much less Versailles, much less two blocks away from where we were standing. Right. So it's just, you know, the cool little things you find if you just get out of your shell and talk to somebody. Yeah, yeah. that's true. Well, and Marjorie, I think to your point, you never know just by talking to someone what effect you have. Aaron also does that, I was telling you, with pretty much every waiter and waitress we have. Aaron gets into some in-depth conversation with them and I think that 
waiters and waitresses usually have to deal with a lot of jerks. But I think just talking to someone and acknowledging their presence as a human can do so much. Or I know um, we go to the movies a lot and there's sometimes, you know, a, some jerk customer who's... Sometimes. <laughs> who's... <laughs> getting really mad at the people behind the counter about things that they can't do anything about. Like they're yelling at them about the the sound in the movie theater being down, like an error. And it's like, right. dude, this guy's taking your popcorn order. Why are you getting mad at them? So, And it's like a 15-year-old kid. Yeah, yeah. so <laughs> I always am like extra nice. Like I'm always friendly to to service people but I'm extra nice if I'm that next person that comes up to them I'm like thank you so much have a good day like you know really try to just acknowledge that person for being there because I know they have a hard job and especially right now restaurant workers grocery workers are you know at such a risk right now they're like such a highly trafficked area everyone who has to wear masks all day now is the time like you were saying to be friendly and just be chill and don't you know I know frustrating things can happen or your order can be wrong or someone does something and makes a mistake at their job but you don't know what's happening on their end and it's just a stressful time for everyone and I think we would all be happier if we just treated others how we would want to be treated and just with kindness. For sure. It's definitely the compassion value. I mean, service professionals, I I don't think I could do it. I don't think I'm brave enough to be a waitress or customer service or something. I mean, they're literally dealing with people just being upset at them. Yeah. The majority of the time. Yeah. And uh, I agree. Like, I always, I definitely try to be extra compassionate towards that group of people, but I, I don't. I can't promise that I've always been that way, but, you know, it's definitely something to to keep in mind and to remind ourselves of. Even calling people on the phone, you know? Like, I had to call the credit card company because I had a question about one of my cards. And just thinking about it, like, they probably get so much upset directed at them, you know? And it's not their fault. They're, They're trying to help you. And some of these people are kind of stuck in a corporate machine where they only have so much say. Right. You know? It's not their fault that they can't necessarily offer more or do more you know so I completely agree it's definitely like a time for compassion a time for understanding yeah agreed outside of these times too you would be surprised what you get if you're not there's a word I want to say but I can't say if you're not a rude person yeah (laughs) Yeah. mean a meanie pain yeah Yeah. (laughs) a butthole yeah but (laughs) and not even that you have to look at it in a selfish way like I have totally called credit card companies and other companies that have done stupid things and I've been very angry and I do yell, but every single time I do it, I actually do it in a very specific way. Like I'll get on the phone and be like, I am extremely angry and I'm going to talk angrily, but I know it's not your fault. And then I'll vent and then I feel better. But then that person appreciated that I wasn't yelling at them and they're really helpful. I actually have never not gotten a dispute settled Probably because the first person I talked to didn't hate me. Right. And so they were willing to help. I guess to me, the the pay it forward part is just, unless you just have an extremely valid reason to be angry, just don't be angry at people. Even if you're in a bad mood, it's like, okay, cool. So you're in a bad mood. You're going out to dinner. Instead of carrying your bad mood over, 
remember that you're going out to dinner to get out of your bad mood and just be friendly with other people and you'll be surprised at how much better you'll feel after the experience yeah it's true I love it. Well, thank you guys so much for sharing those stories. Yeah, thanks for having us on. We'll yeah. have to have you back. Yes. Yeah. yeah. We'll think of some Part more two. things. Yeah. Do some more things. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like there was something I thought about. This is for next time. I'll yeah, think of we'll, some we'll other save stuff it. Next time. Thank you so much for listening. Don't forget to do something kind for someone else this week and let us know what you did. Email it to the Pay It Forward Podcast at gmail.com.